Hey there, Soundstooth fans. We have got a great new podcast for you here today. Soundstooth presents live from the Centennial Lounge. This is a stand-up showcase podcast featuring some of the best comedians from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and the surrounding area. And even sometimes there might be some people on here not even anywhere from near Tulsa, Oklahoma, because we'll have some traveling comics coming through, and we'll feature them on this podcast as well. What we got here, this is hosted by Zach Amon and Sean Singleton. You know those two guys from Getting Greasy here on the Sounds Tooth Network, so please go check out that show. And they host the VFW Centennial Lounge Showcase the second Friday of every single month. So they got one coming up here on February 14th here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So come out and check that out, if you will, and every other second Friday throughout the entire year, every month, the second Friday. Check them out on Facebook. Come out and see a show. You'll see some great local talent. This week's show features three of the best comedians in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Ashlyn Nicole, Adam Benson, and Ethan Sandoval. And if those names sound familiar on the Soundstooth Network, well, that's because Ethan Sandoval's on the WrestleLore podcast, and Ashlyn Nicole can be found on Digital Intercourse. So some homegrown talent and also some Soundstooth talent. Well, that's enough for me. On with the show. Be sure to follow them on Facebook and uh, any other social media that's out there. Guys, we hope you enjoy this. We'll be working on this in the future to improve it every month. Let's get to the show with Sean Singleton and Zach Amon, live from the Centennial Lounge in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Adam Benson. So, so Adam, um, I guess first question, you know, what made you want to start doing comedy? Um, I honestly would go up to my grandmother's house in the hills of Kansas, and she had three movies on VHS. <laughs> We'd go there every weekend. Oh, they weren't movies. There was, it was South Pacific the Musical, Sister Act, and then Bill Cosby's himself. And I watched Bill Cosby himself so many times. You had high aspirations is what you're saying. I, yeah, yeah. That was like my favorite uh, comic for a long time. And then I got really into Louis C.K. <laughs> it's been a long road. All of my favorites are, are, are donezo. I don't even think I should be doing this anymore. I don't want my fate to be like theirs. Well, that's going to be uh, fun for the second question I got for you, which is, what are some, I mean, you said Cosby, you said Louis C.K., you're, you're doing a real great job of the Hall of Famers here. Uh, who are some of your favorite comics? Well, Bill Cosby and Louis C.K., I, uh... Anybody who hasn't been accused of a... No, no, oh, God, I don't know, there's, there's so many. I mean, of course, I love Seinfeld, uh, grew up on that. I don't know, comedy, when I grew up, yeah, everything was, was The Simpsons was pretty much what, what drew me in to comedy. Uh, but uh, who do I like today? I don't even, I mean, the, what, what you would expect. I'm going to throw out weird ones that I feel like you don't hear. Ali Wong, you know, okay. she's, she's the, you know, I think you have two amazing stand-ups from her. You can watch back to back. I love that. Uh, both pregnant, both two different babies. Uh, very confusing. Um, who else do I like today? Of course, like 
John Mulaney, uh, God, uh, Jim Gaffigan. I like him. He's clean. He can keep it clean. Um, Sean Singleton is pretty good. I've seen him a few times, up and comer. Wow, that's a, that's quite a compliment. Thank you, sir. Not you. Oh, there's another Sean Singleton. This is embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, you know, wh whatever you expect is probably what I like. I at this point don't really. I can't hate a comic because if I see him on television, I'm like, eh, probably better than me. Okay, well, I mean, for yourself, you know, you're you're known around here in this scene as. Uh, somewhat of a pretty prolific writer do you find yourself i wish you had stopped it pretty <laughs> i never said you were pretty uh, <laughs> you know do you find my last question for you is do you find yourself gravitating towards any sort of style or kind of uh vibe for what your comedy or your voice is you're going for uh i was told very early on to slow down I tried on, I came on the scene, I, I feel like I moved too quick, and it wasn't really uh, who I am. If you've met me, I'm That's fair. mellow. And so, uh, I remember my mom saw me, and she was like, yeah, it wasn't good. You, you should have, you know, talked like yourself. Uh, so, so that was pretty much like, yeah. So, no, I write, I like to, I like pauses. I like to build suspense, you know. I, I don't mind uncomfortable silences. I don't like to rush things, you know. Hey, I think that's the great hallmark of a that's the hallmark of a great comedian. Is it? I think it's one of them. Say it again. It's a hallmark. It's a hallmark of a great comedian. Uh, it's it's getting it's feeling good. It's feeling good now. <laughs> My penis is. <laughs> well, folks, that was Adam Benson, and I hope you enjoy his set. Please welcome Adam Benson. shin against my shin and being like you ready for this 
These people know what it's like. Clacking bones, right? <laughs> Nothing turns you on than two bones just grating against one another, right? <laughs> Nothing really gets you in the mood than just feeling, reminding each other that you're skeletons, you know? That's how we, that's how we perform sex now. I, I, I just, I don't, I don't like feeling bones. I don't like elbows being touched on me, and I, you know, I don't like it. I don't like it. So, uh, so we are, we're engaged, and, and, or I mean married, oh my god. <laughs> oh, Backtracking, I, I know. You know, when we got engaged, I got engaged at uh, Tulsa Botanical Gardens, and uh, everyone's like, oh, you gotta, you gotta, what? <laughs> Why is that so, it's just, it's just outdoors. I just didn't do it indoors. You're like, oh my god, that's so romantic, there were trees. That's pretty much it. We walked around and uh, everyone was like, you gotta video it, you gotta, you gotta, we wanna see it. I was like, no, no one's gonna wanna see this. Like, I'm not cool, I'm not, I'm not smooth. I was walking around, I was like, all right, fine. I feel guilty, I'm about to propose. I'm going to hand the phone off to a stranger. And I saw this couple walking up, this is at night. And uh, it was a couple, I was like, this is perfect. This is around Christmas too, so they have all the lights and there's kids running around. It was kind of hard to find a grown up. And there's this couple coming up, and I, I went up, I was, well, I told my fiance, I was like, hey, hold on a second, I, I'm gonna have this couple take our picture, hold on. And I ran over there, and uh, I was like, hey, can you take our picture? Actually, can you press record? I'm about to propose. And the guy was like, uh, and his wife just looked at me and was like, we got you. Like she was the witch of the myriad gardens. Like she was just hanging out there her entire time, just stirring her brews. Like one day a fellow will come up here and ask me to record his love, and my story will be complete. Well, poof! So she did it. Those two people did not come to the wedding. I didn't trust them. I didn't like them. I don't like the cut of their jibs. Now we're married. And uh, it's good. It's, it's going really, really good. We're three months in, so thank God. It's going great. Um, but, I, you know, there's been some warning signs. You know, when we, uh, when we were, uh, you know, together before the marriage, we were taking a road trip together. And she was driving. I was in the passenger seat. And I said something like, I was like, man, I got to pee so bad. I'm about to do it out this window. And she goes, don't you stick that little dick out that window and let it flap around in the wind. Red flag. First of all, how does a little dick flap around? Can you picture that word, that, that flap? I'm picturing like an American flag just billowing, just flapping in the wind. She's referring to a flutter. You know, like a birthday streamer that broke off, and that little piece is just still attached to the wall, and the fan is just... And I was like, what? In a second, what do you mean by little? And she goes, you know when I say little, I mean cute. Ah, cute little penis for making some headway, right? And she goes, what? You want one of those big dicks that hurt me? I was like, I do now. I'm just kidding. No, I mean... Of course, I, guys, you, you don't want a big dick. Women don't like big dicks, have you read this? <laughs> Should get on the internet. <laughs> Pornography has skewed what we think sex is, and apparently women don't like big dicks anymore. They like comfortable, medium-sized penises. 
I'm really, I'm really blessed then. I'm, I'm doing really good. See, when I was growing up, I mean, I, I, I measured. Every, every guy measured. Sir, I, I don't know how old you are, but you measured a week ago, I'm pretty sure. We all, we have to keep measuring. We got to know. And, you know, I got some good news for everybody. About two years ago, we took a worldwide consensus. Guess what? The average erect penis got smaller. It used to be six inches. I know. Hold, buckle up. My friend called me one day, and they were like, he was like, hey, man, have you heard the good news? Like, like he was going to tell me about Jesus or something. He was like, search average penis size. You're not going to believe it. The average penis size is now 5.2 inches. We did it. I was like, why are you calling me about this information? He's like, I go, you never see my dick. He's like, Adam, come on. I go, fair. You nailed it. So we're all doing good. Penises are uh, supposed to be small now, so. Enjoy your life. Um, I've been singing a song in my head for a long time. You guys know that One Direction song? Story of my life, I'll take you home. I'm gonna drive all night just to keep you warm. And time is frozen. <laughs> Look, you don't have to shake your head. I'm not a singer. I'm not trying to serenade you here. But I sing that song. I love that song. It's stuck in my head every day. And then I was thinking to myself, like, no one ever says story of my life and it's a good thing. You don't, like, eat ice cream you're like, mm, story of my life. <laughs> this guy's talking about this woman he's supposed to be, like, in love with. And he's like, story of my life. Like, that song should go like this, story of my life. I've got to take you home. i got to drive all night just to keep you warm. Time is fucking frozen. Story of my life. I still love that song. How much time do we have here? <laughs> Just asking the time. It's a simple question. Minute 45. Minute 45? Perfect. Excellent. I, um, I'm going to tell a joke because I don't give no fucks. I haven't told this joke in a long time, and someone said, tell this joke tonight. I'm going to tell this joke. So I went home, my parents live here, and uh, I went home, my dad's a little older now, he's just turned 70, uh, real man's man, so I make sense. And so, and so I, I went home, and he had this bag of juicy fruit gum, and I saw him like roaming our, our yard and just sticking it into the ground. And I was like, Dad, what are you doing? He's like, I'm killing moles. Did you know that? That juicy fruit gum kills moles? Yeah. I was like, he's like, it's not getting rid of them. I'm like, yeah, you're feeding them candy. <laughs> They're used to dirt. <laughs> Have you seen the face of a mole? It just looks like a face of an animal that exploded. <laughs> it just looks like a blender, and it's just grinding through. Yeah, like, of course, like, if you stick gum into the ground, the mole's going to be like, oh, the god above loves me. Yes, they're going to fucking eat it. And I go, Dad, why juicy fruit gum? And he's like, because they hate Big Red. <laughs> and I go, that's fair. Everybody hates Big Red. 
guess that joke got better over the years. All right, guys, my name's Adam Benton. Enjoy the rest of your show. Oh, man, I'm here with uh, another of the VFW Winners Showcase uh, featured act performers tonight, Ethan Sandoval. Ethan, we're so happy to have you here. How are you doing tonight? I'm alive. <laughs> well, Ethan, I, I've got, I got, I got a couple questions for you, and then we're going to get to listen to one of your sets from one of the uh, featured performances here at the VFW. I'm very sorry. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be great. Ethan, um, what kind of got you into comedy? What made you interested in wanting to try stand-up? Oh, well, uh, my grandfather was dying of cancer, and as he was dying of cancer, uh, I went to go visit him on his deathbed, and uh, it was like a week before he died, and we were just cracking jokes, having a good time, and then at his memorial service, my aunt walked up to me and said, by the way, you were the last person to make him laugh, and I went, oh, fuck, <laughs> and then I started doing comedy, <laughs> and there we go. Wow. That's that's a very heartfelt story. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's great. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> dead grandpa's giving me life purpose. It's a real Spider-Man-like story, wouldn't you say? Yeah, with great dick jokes comes great sadness. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Ethan, are there, you know, what are what are you some of your favorite comics? You know, that you kind of really think influence you. Uh, Patton Oswalt, uh, Jimmy Carr, Tim Minchin, Eddie Izzard, uh, British comics, a lot of British comedy really influences me, and John Mulaney's great, I guess. I got you, I got you. Would you say you're kind of like into Monty Python, kind of dry wit style humor, or excluding Monty Python? I mean, I like Monty Python. Terry Gilliam can go fuck himself, but, uh, yeah, Monty Python's great. Nice, nice, okay. Ethan, I'm, I'm going to ask you one last question. Um, <laughs> that wasn't it. Uh, now, this one, I, I got a more of a personal one for you. Um, and I, because I've worked with you. Sean, it's been great working with you, uh, but I don't want to date you. I'm sorry. Again, wasn't the question. <laughs> working with you on talk show, working with you on a, a couple different things around town, and just getting to write with you as a fellow comic, um, I've noticed you're really big into puns. What, what is the influence behind it? Because I do love it. As much as it infuriates me on a normal day, I love the sense of humor and I love the puns. Tell me about it. It's a sickness. Like, I don't, I don't mean to. Somebody will say something and my brain will just go, pun. It's, it's probably because when I was a kid, I had a joke book collection that was about 40 joke books. And it was like the 100 jokes, you know, or 20 best rib ticklers. Like, <laughs> it was like really shitty hack jokes like, how do you make a napkin dance? Put a little boogie in it. Like, oh. And I've read all of those multiple times. So it's just ingrained in my shitty, shitty brain. <laughs> what a gift you have, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Ethan Sandoval. And in just a moment, you're going to get to hear his set here at the VFW Winner's Showcase. Don't try not to cry. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Please welcome Ethan Sandoval. I love, 
I love your crowd awareness of seeing a room of middle-aged people and going, you know what material will work here? One Direction jokes. <laughs> that seems like my demographic. <laughs> fucking juicy fruit, shit ass, fucking, uh, you son of a bitch. You gotta keep doing it now. So this is the winner's showcase, and yeah, that means I'm a winner. Well, let's tell you. Don't I look it? Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, I don't want you to think I think I'm better than you. I just want you to know that I am. Um, so, let's say win a crowd over, folks. Um, I, uh, a little bit about myself. I am, uh, I'm actually a Chilean, you know, 50% Chilean. I wasn't always this big, but I got trapped in a mine and had to eat my way out. So. <laughs> Here we are. I'm also, I'm also, uh, I'm also autistic. Yeah, I have, I have autism. Uh, I, w I wasn't born with it, but a kid hit me with a fidget spinner and I caught it. It's a shitty toy transmit, transmitted disease. It's kind of like being a werewolf, you know? Except instead of like having to go into a murderous rage on a full moon, I just have to explain trains to somebody for four hours. <laughs> I um, I personally believe we didn't land on the moon, and here's why: we keep releasing documentaries explaining that we did land on the moon, and it's gotten to a point where it just feels like a guy trying to convince you he's had sex with a woman. He's like, "No, dude, we fucking touched the shit out of those rocks. <laughs> oh, we got so deep in that crater." We gobbled up that sea of tranquility, I'm telling you. It's a bullshit. Well, I'm by it. I, uh... <laughs> so I had to come out to my parents twice. Um, so I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pansexual, uh, which means I'm equal opportunity of rejection. And... <laughs> for those of you that don't know what pan means, your pansexual means, pan means all which means my dick takes on all comers. Yeah. <laughs> That's my old drama teacher. That wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, uh, but you know, I, I'm, I'm pansexual, and when I was 14, I, I came out to my dad. I, I, you know, we were, we were driving, and I was like, Dad, I need to come out to you. Here's the problem. I didn't come out to my dad as pansexual at that time. I came out to my dad as a vampire. <laughs> I was like, Dad, I don't know how to tell you this, <laughs> but uh, I'm, not, I'm not what you think I am, you know? I know you, you really, you know, you wanted your son to be this, like, this guy who's gonna do all these great things, but I gotta tell you, you know, it's hard for me to say. And he was like, no, well, you know, no matter what it is, Ethan, I'll love you. And I'll care for you, and I'll always be there and support you. And I went, Dad, I think I'm a vampire. And he went, you're a fucking dumbass. Who <laughs> the fuck? And then two months later, I realized I like dicks. And I had to come out to my dad again. <laughs> So we're driving in the car, and I go, Dad, I don't know how to tell you this. 
there's something about me you don't know. And he goes, what, are you a fucking werewolf now? <laughs> and I went, well, no. <laughs> and, he, and I was like, uh, well, I, I, think I'm, I think I'm bisexual. I came out as bisexual at the time. And he goes, well, are you sure it's not a phase? And I went, well, when I look at certain guys, my dick gets hard. And he went, oh, you're gay shit. And we've never talked about it since. <laughs> Oh, that's my coming out stories. <laughs> I um, has anyone noticed this like spike in like sibling and stepbrother and cousin porn? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's like the number one most searched for porn term in like Oklahoma specifically. And I, it's confusing. I didn't realize when people said they wanted to take their relationship to the next step, they meant familial. <laughs> I didn't realize that's what that meant. It's like, oh, let's take our relation to the next step. Let's have fucked up children. Uh, I, uh, also, they, they recently changed the smoking age, right? We changed the smoking age from like 18 to 21. And I actually don't support that. And there's a reason for that. Because like, I, occasionally I would go outside of a quick trip and there'd be like a 16 or a 17 year old. I'd be like, hey man, keep going there. And buy me some cigarettes, they'll like do whatever you want, just give me some cigarettes. And I could be like, nah, I'm good, right? And then now it's a 20 year old who's like, hey, can you go in and buy me some cigarettes? I'll do whatever you want. And that is a much harder blowjob to turn down. Because <laughs> it's legal now, you know? It's a legal blowjob at that point. It's no longer a question of legality, it's a question of my morals. And I've been single for five years, motherfuckers. <laughs> Those morals are not strong. All right. Does anyone else remember the game Nintendogs? Does anyone remember this piece yes. of Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a game on the little DS handheld where you could have dogs, and you could raise them and play them and walk them, and, you know, they would grow up, and you could... It was like having a pet, except, you know, your parents didn't love you enough to get you an actual pet. <laughs> so they were like, here's a screen, shithead, fucking play this. So the game was fine, except there was one feature in this game that was really fucked up, okay? The dogs could run away, first of all, which, holy shit, if you didn't play with the dog enough, it would just run away, <laughs> which is horrifying. But there was also a limit on how many dogs you could have in this game. And so if you wanted to get a new dog after a certain point, I think it was like four dogs, you had to give away one of the dogs you already had, which is a horrifying decision for an eight-year-old, you know? Because that dog is very important to them, you know? And again, it's not real, but like they raised that dog and they've, they've been doing it for like six months. That's most of their life at this point. They're eight years old. But like the, the programmers weren't satisfied with just making a child decide what creature to give up. No, because when you gave away one of these dogs, it didn't just say, oh, poofy. I don't know, fucking has gone to a better, I'm not good on the fly, all right? has gone to a better home or whatever. No, it would show you the dog walking away from you 
just into the ether. And it, it, this is what it looked like. The dog would just be walking away like this. And its tail would be tucked between its legs. And it'd be walking away. And as if that wasn't dickish enough, right as it just almost got out of view, it would just turn. And then hang its head What the fuck? That's horrifying. All right. So I recently invented a sex position. Um, all right, I didn't invent it. That would require having sex. Um, I came up with a name for a sex position that already exists, all right? It's that thing when a fat guy is on top during sex, which if you're doing that, stop it. Someone is going to get hurt. More than likely the fat guy on top. And uh, I just experienced. Um, but <laughs> the thing, it's that thing where the fat guy's on top during sex and he's like, oh yeah, get it, oh shit. <sighs> Can you give me like a water or something? <laughs> In through the nose, out through the mouth, oh shit. <sighs> when you get back, you're gonna get it so good. I call it intermissionary. All right, you guys have a great night. Oh man, I'm here with Ashlyn Benson, local Tulsa comic, and you guys are getting ready to hear one of her sets at the VFW Winners Showcase. Now we got a chance to talk to Ashlyn for a little bit before the show, so we're gonna we're gonna play some of the uh, questions that we discussed in our interview. Ashlyn, it's so great to be with you here today. Um, do you think you know? Could you tell me what what made you? What kind of inspired you to want to do stand up? What what got you interested in it? Um. <laughs> sucking lots of dick uh no um i guess uh you know needing attention from my dad is what got me into stand-up essentially <laughs> that's fair that's fair i think a lot of people have that like paternal instinct in there yeah I well, yeah always wanting to try to make him laugh he's a stoic man <laughs> i can dig that uh okay so like what are some of your you know, kind of stylistically, what are some of the comics you like? What Who influences you? Um, I love Ali Wong, Amy Schumer, Tiffany Haddish, fucking Ronnie Chang is so good. Just all that Netflix special. It was amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. So now I've got, for my third one for you, I've got, I've got a personal one because I've seen you perform a lot. In fact, actually, you used to host the VFW. You were, one of the, you were the first person who introduced me when I started stand-up. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Um, I gotta ask you though. I've always noticed you have a very physical style of comedy, and I love it. And where do you think that came from? And like, what's caused you to craft it more? Um, which is also good for a podcast too to see that physical. <laughs> physical oh, stuff. absolutely. Um. Well, 
You know, what crafted it was God, and he made my bones, and he made my fucking skin, you know, and he just put it all around my bones, and then I just couldn't help but move it, you know, because that's what God wanted me to do. <laughs> I, I like divine inspiration, man. Some of the best-selling things of all time have been been powered by that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, guys, this has been Ashlyn Johnson, and you guys are getting ready to hear her set from tonight, so Enjoy. Enjoy, bitches. <laughs> Let's keep that energy rolling for Miss Ashlyn Nicole. Good evening, everybody. I am married to the first man you saw. Well, okay, wait, not Sean Singleton. <laughs> <laughs> Hot one. Um, <laughs> you guys are hot in your own right, okay? Cheers, Louise. Oh man, I am excited to be here. I'm living. I'm fucking. I said goodbye to my young 20s. And I said hello to my older 20s. Also, I just want to say, as you can tell from Adam's set, um, your girl ain't good at sex. <laughs> because, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I ain't got no game. He's really put up with a lot. I'm just like, I don't know how to do it. You know, I can like present myself like I look like I know how to do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I can't. I just like pull down my pants and I'm like, you want to do some sex later? <laughs> That's how, that's how I, you know, they never show the women in porn, like, being like, wait, well, I mean, okay, they are sexy, so, but they, I guess what I'm saying is, I don't know how to harness my inner porn star. <laughs> okay, that's, all right, next one, next one, next one, guys. Uh, but yeah, it's different um, getting older, you know, um, and it's, I'm still young, you know, my joints still work, so everything's good. Um, I can definitely see the future of my tits, though. Um, in the next ten years, they're just going to look like two melting ice cream, ice, ice cream scoops. <laughs> Sorry, that was a tongue twister, y'all. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, you know, uh, and it's not the same, like, when you go out dancing, 21, 22, it's just like, you know, it's just all about that ass, you know, there was even a song by Big Sean, you know, where it was like, ass, 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 wobbledy, wobbledy, wobbledy. <laughs> that dude made money off of that. What? It's like the same two words. God. Um... And now that I'm older, you know, I'm like, but I'm worth so much more than my ass. Um, and then as I was writing the joke, I was like, but what do I have to offer other than my ass? <laughs> okay, cool, the omelette landed just how I wanted it to. Ooh, <laughs> sizzle burn. Um, <laughs> I'm saying I don't know what else to do besides this. 
Well, I start to go to bed with my husband, you know? And she got rub my shins on him. Ooh. It's gonna get him going, ain't it? And then he starts to reach over, and I think he's gonna reach for my breast. But then he just goes to turn out the lights. Oh my god, and I'm like, boy, do you know what you're fucking doing? You're about to let the darkness in all over me. <laughs> you know, and like, people can like murder. You know, someone could be coming, coming right at me and I wouldn't be able to see it now, would I? Do you ever get scared of the dark? Do you ever feel like you're gonna lose your mind? Cause someone's gonna rape you in the middle of the night oh. So baby, baby, don't turn out the light Please, please, don't turn out the light I was so old, scared of the dark for all of my life So I sleep with twinklies Yeah, I like them twinkly lights, you know, like I'm Well, everybody, we hope you enjoyed that very first episode of Sounds Tooth Presents live from the Centennial Lounge, hosted by Sean Singleton and Zach Amon, right here on the Sounds Tooth Network. Again, be sure to check those guys out February 14th and every single second Friday of the year. So you can catch them at the VFW Centennial Lounge here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, down on 6th Street. Great drinks, great people, and you help out a good cause, and you get to see some hilarious local comedians. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until next month, have a nice day.